Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 42 of Bitches Love Brunch, and I am your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we're glad to be back for another week. Kiana, what's been going on with you? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Um, you know, this has been an interesting two weeks since I last spoke to everybody. This has been, it's been a journey, but it's been great. Um, I have been, uh, getting over anxiety, a lot of anxiety, a lot of other emotional things going on, but it's been going good. I'm on an upward, upward trajectory. Yes. That's good. But yeah. Can you tell, can, can you tell the folks how you've, uh, been... Getting over that some some of that anxiety. Mm. Uh, we can probably dive into that a little uh, like okay. at another at another time more more so into another time. But just having good people around, good friends around, um, finding good community to belong to that's really important. And fasting, I've been fasting. Um, I've also just been taking a lot of time to myself, giving myself permission to feel my feelings. And process mm-hmm. those. That's a huge thing, though, um, to really feel them because they haven't been the best of feelings, you know. Yeah. Um, so just giving myself permission to, to be in those emotions and and transition out of them. That's a full. That's a full process. But a lot of self care, a lot of intentionality in terms of being self aware. Um, that's that's my biggest thing. But we we can definitely talk about that. Get into some of. You know my best, pra- I guess best practices for me <laughs> to, to get over that anxiety. But that's a lot of it. All right. How are you doing? How's it going on in your world? You know my world is good. I can't complain. Actually, I could, but I don't need to. Amen. Um. So things are good my way. Uh, been very busy lately. Work has changed. Uh. Preparing to travel a lot. Yes, which good I'm changes. Excited about yes, good changes. Um, well, not necessarily traveling a lot for work. There is some work traveling, but um, if you all remember, I did not travel at all last year. Well, I did go to Houston, but that was for work, so I didn't count that. But um, other than that, I made a commitment that was like my kind of fast for 2018 was not traveling. And if you know me. That is very big. Yeah, um, it's huge. <laughs> so, I will not be doing that ever again. So, I'm <laughs> not excited. Ever again, not just last year, but ever. <laughs> right. Not, not travel. So, um, I'm excited. All of it is happening in a span of a month, really. The, bulk of, well, the first part of my traveling. Um, I will be headed to Toronto at the end of April slash beginning of May. Then to Denver two weeks later, then to Philly two weeks after that. That so, means Courtney is about to have all the brush spots. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We'll see what we can find out in Toronto since it's uh, for work, but I'm hoping to at least check out a couple of restaurants. Um, yeah. And then, well, I had a couple of friends out in LA call me at the wee hours of the morning. That wasn't last me. night. Um, so I might be making a trip out there. Yes. Who knows? Uh, and then we'll probably start back up again in the fall. With a little oh, bit more good. traveling. Traveling can be so much fun, but so exhausting at the same time. So exhausting. Um, yes. cause my first quarter was full of travels and back, I mean like back to back to back. And I was just like, I got to sit down after that, but it was so much fun. 
and seeing so yeah. many, especially going new places. I went to a lot of I went to a lot of new places at the beginning of this year, so it was great. Yeah. So that's what's going on with me. Um, let's do a quick recap of episode forty-one. Ooh, what happened? We got to we got to <laughs> double back. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. And kind of have a follow-up to the black tax conversation. And I think, you know, we were able to do that just because we see so much of it. It wasn't one of those topics that uh, really goes away or that is a moment in time because the black tax has been going on for as long as we can remember, as long as our ancestors can remember. Facts. Um, So we got to delve into that again for part two. And then we also talked about... uh, the idea of having a separate education system for black folks. Yes. And our thoughts on that. So that was a really good conversation. We hope you guys enjoy. I did. And I actually got a lot of feedback from people in regards to the, the mother dynamic that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, a lot of interesting feedback that I got from some folks about, the dynamic that they have with their mom and how non-traditional that that is and how a lot of people don't speak to those experiences. And so it was just good to have, create almost a, a safe space and haven for people to express, you know, those different experiences because we don't talk about those a lot. And that's that's my truth. And there's a lot of truth for a lot of other people out there. there so, yeah, is. thank you guys for all the feedback. It was great. It was great. All right, yeah, so we do appreciate y'all for the uh, feedback. Uh, Kiana, do you want to pass the mimosa? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, what are what you, you drinking? You? <laughs> <laughs> I just asked you. <laughs> because, you, you know, I was, yeah, what are you drinking? <laughs> because when I first thought about it, I was like, oh, I'm about to just go ahead and read this quote. I completely forgot that we're drinking. Oh, if you're drinking, yes, what no. you drinking? So, if you are drinking... So, yes, when I said pass the mimosa, I meant, Kiana, what you drinking? I am not drinking anything. Uh, so, what are you drinking? I am drinking just a little bit of Sprite because I am in Atlanta right now and the pollen count is high. And so, when the pollen is high, I need, like, carbonated beverages just so that it scratches my throat so I won't walk around here making that scratchy throat sound. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just drinking Sprite today. Yeah, all right. it's been a sober podcast, I tell you. Yes, it has, and that's all right. It sure is. That all means right, y'all now have you can share the clear quote. and conscious. Oh, yes. Yes, but anyway, I have a quote. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote is... Um, Cut from that cloth that you couldn't stretch. Cut from the circle you couldn't test. That is a quote from the late great king Nipsey Hussle. Uh, I thought of it was appropriate course. that um, we honor we honor that king today. Uh, thank you for your contribution, sir. And um, I thought it was a good way to kick off this uh, this topic that we're going to go ahead and dive into. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited. So yes, please kick this off. Yeah, so, you know, the conversation has been going around, at least, you know, our community, because our beloved brothers passed away, was murdered. Um, One of the things that really touched me in the conversations we've been having pretty much is about 
can you go back home? Like, can you go back to the hood? Can you still contribute to your community? Can you still be involved in your community after you attain a certain level of success? And I think it's such a critical conversation to have, especially for me and my upbringing. Um, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, authentically Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I grew up in a neighborhood. I grew up on a street called Thorn Hill. Um, which is on the other side of Eddie Road, so I'm close to the 105 area. But that's where I grew up. That's where my family's from. And I think it is an interesting dynamic to talk about, you know, growing up in the hood and then growing up, um, not even growing up, but transitioning out of that environment and what you can do to give back or what's appropriate or how we feel about just going back. And I think it's just a healthy dialogue to have with each other because it's so conflicting and mm-hmm. it is so real because it's a very big piece of you. So it was lit. I just wanted to have a conversation with you about it, like your thoughts and your experiences. And I'm, I'm sure we're not going to come to a consensus or even a mutual consensus, but it's just it's an evolving conversation that has to start happening. It is. And I'll say, you know, as someone who does not have that same experience, um, I even struggled with this idea of this conversation um, a little bit. I shared, we kind of we kind of started this conversation uh, yesterday just in prep for the show. And so I know that I shared with you, uh, Ricky Smiley was actually talking about this on his morning show. And he was very adamant on, you cannot go back to the hood. Yeah. Um, and so I found that very interesting because... He, like, well, not him, but, or just him, but we talk about so much about going back and bringing people up and bringing people with you or, you know, how you can go back and impact the community that you came from and, you know, don't forget where you came from. You know what I mean? All of those things. Um, But you're right. This really has sparked that conversation of, well, maybe you can't or maybe you shouldn't at the risk of you know, of losing your life. And that's what Ricky Smiley was talking about. Like, you know, that's something that he did. He went back to his hood and he almost got killed. Yeah. Yeah. He had been shot. Um, it's just really unfortunate that, that people that can be so beloved, um, that are trying to do something for their community, like their literal community. Like when we talk about like, okay, I want to I make an impact on my community. I think a lot of times we're, we are talking about the broader idea of the black community, right? Right. But that's not what Nipsey has, that's not just what Nipsey was doing. You know what I mean? Like he went back and stayed where he truly was from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't just like me putting this store out in New York or out in Atlanta and then funneling that money back to South LA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not what he was doing. He put those stores right there in that community that he was in. He he hired and employed people from that community, felons from that community right there. Um, and it's still the same neighborhood that he was pouring so much into that took him out. And it's like, where do you where do you find the balance? But I think it is also part of that greater conversation of just that idea that you can't bring everybody with you. You can't always, you know, dibble and dabble back. 
Like the man was thirty three, and I know we had this con- I know we had this conversation yesterday, but I am still sick about it, as I know many people are. Um. So those so those are the, those are my initial thoughts because I think it's I think it's hard to tell somebody who who was born and raised in that community, born and raised in the hood, and tell them that you can't go back. Like, I'm just supposed to leave people there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right, not supposed right. to give any direct impact. You mean to tell me just a scholarship fund is supposed to do something? Not saying that those things aren't good, but that's what I'm limited to. And I just think it goes to a larger conversation of what people are dealing with in the hood. It's not just about going back because if it, if the, if it is this fear, or not fear, I should say, but if it is this a stipulation that you can't go back, then that's a testament to the community and what we're not doing in the community. Does that and make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I think it's also, a, I think there's also, it's a layered conversation, which I think, you know, it expands be way beyond this podcast and I'm sure way beyond some of the conversation that even some people are having <clears> at home. <throat> and is that it's not even so much about what we're not doing in the community, but what people aren't giving us access to and why our community is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as the conversation progresses, I think there are a lot of more elements to it that you have you have to acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like our 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 communities are set up that way. You know, for it to be that way, so that we cannot go back and um, have that type of progress or infiltrate a mindset that hasn't shifted yet. You know, it's it, it there's a system in place that's built for those mindsets. That's built for us to you know have violence against one another. That's not to say that a lot of the responsibility doesn't fall on us either, but that's just the truth of what it is. And if we want to dismantle um, this whole idea of that we can't go back home, I think we have to start there. But that that's that's at the other end of this. For me, personally, um, to be from... <coughs> To be raised in that type of environment, let me just preface this by saying this. Everybody, and I told you this too, Courtney, like everybody grows up differently. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody Mm -hmm. grows up in different environments. And that's not to say whether somebody grew up better or somebody grew up worse, but it's different. Because you can also, from where I'm from, I still had a great childhood. You know what I'm saying? I still had great memories. I still formed great friendships and people and connections that I still have to this day. There probably aren't, as many as I would like to have but the few that I do have you know I appreciate that I appreciate um still keeping in contact with people from where I grew up and I still have friendships um or have established friendships later on in life with people who grew up in the same areas that I did or you know from the other side of where I grew up because you know you can only go so far yeah my mom only letting you go so far mm-hmm. <laughs> and you figuring out like oh you grew up down the block from me like that's what's up you know it's nice to meet you whatever whatever but it's that that does not mean that just because you grew up in the hood, and I think that that is also a narrative that we push to ourselves, but there's still good things that happen in those areas. There's still absolutely um, family ties in that area. There's still a level of camaraderie and loyalty that we built in those areas, and it's a big piece of who you are. It doesn't matter whether you go to school like I did. It doesn't matter whether I went to, I can only speak for myself, that I went to college, and I went back and even got an additional degree Um and then moved away to another city. That's still a really big piece of who I am. And so it's hard for me to hear people champion dropping that 
part of who you are because it's such a huge piece of who I am still to this day. Right. Whether right. I'm in my office or where I live now, which is near downtown Nashville, like that's still me. And so to have people be like, you can't return to that piece of you is like, when do I, does when does that side when does that side get get love and care and get acceptance just as the other right. side to me do? You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's hard. It's hard to hear. I do understand it because it is a very dangerous environment. It is like kind of what Nipsey used to describe, like crabs in a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I get that, but at the same time, you can't dismiss the good that happens there either. I don't. I don't want people to look like oh you grew up in the hood like that is just what was it game banging like was it just you know what i'm saying gunshots everywhere like that's a part of the story it's not the whole story you know what i'm saying like there's a there's a lot of great things and a lot of good morals right. and values that are instilled in you when you grew up in those type of environments just like there are good and bad things that happen with being born in beachwood or whatever suburb that you may belong to you know what i'm saying like there's good and right. bad there too but I think it's just this picture that bothers me that everything is negative that's associated with the hood or growing up in an in a impoverished place. And I think the better conversation is more so how you maneuver in those spaces. So, right. Because as, as I recall what Ricky was saying, um, it's not that he does not go, but it's more so about how he maneuvers. So, like, he might not be able to go to some of the same spots and just hang out and chill and post up there all day. You know what I mean? If his grandmama still live there, I'm still going to my grandmama house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to still be posted up there. And and I say that, too, because I was reading, I oh, cannot remember what the article was or, like, uh, what platform it was from. Um but it was telling uh, Nipsey's brother's side of it. He was, like, recalling the events of that day. And he was just saying how he, and I think a couple of other people, but maybe just him, had said to Nip quite a few times, like, yo, you can't just be hanging out in it. Like, you are not who you used to be. You know what I mean? Like, you are so well-known, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, you can't still just be, like, yeah, pop into the store. He would do that all the time. But you know how, how people like to kick it and just hang in the parking lot or whatever. You know what I mean? I think, like, though, some even... Of those, I think it depends on where you are in life too. You don't even have the time to do that though. <laughs> right. Right. But but keep in mind again, this is his store. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's it's not like it's not like I'm just uh posted up at Mr. George's corner store. This this is my shit. <laughs> this is my shit. Like he had every right to be where he was. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's just more so about it's like you said, that's, that's to, I struggle with that. And that's from somebody who does not even have that same experience that you going to tell me I can't go back to. And, and when I say you, but like, you have to have this sense of, I can't go back to where I'm from. And to your comment about like, um, you know, the crabs in a bucket, the most frustrating part is that crabs wasn't ever meant to be in a bucket. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's like, a reason why that system, there's a reason why the, exactly. the things happen in that type of environment. It's that, that system is set up in that way. Right. Because so, in yes. the same token, the same breath, the same type of mentality, which is different, but 
is is used in different ways, like that hood mentality. Like you got you got a thug in the White House. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all ain't telling y'all ain't telling each other not to go around right. him. Y'all telling right. him to protect the United States. It just the circumstances look different because of the color of our skin, and that's just what it is. You right. know what I'm saying? Like well, my, if you have somebody point, criminal is, or just not as more and it. You know what I'm saying? Like in in the highest seat in the house, nobody's telling him not to go back home. But yeah, we are. We go through the same circumstances, but our systems look different. The environment looks different. But my point though is, is that we often say that, and I don't. I know that that's not what you were saying, but this is the saying that is uh, pushed out so much about the crabs in a bucket, and we're focusing on the fact that people are pulling each other down. And we have not remembered that we were never supposed as a as a community. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about South LA, or you talk about you know Slauson, where uh, where Nip was from. Like they have not realized y'all not even supposed to be in this bucket. Nope, y'all not. not even supposed to be here. And you and you and until you get over that, or you know conquer that idea and that concept. You always going to struggle with bringing somebody down because that's what crabs do. <laughs> you know what I'm like? If you because place at crabs that in a point, bucket, it's not, it's not I'm, so much about supporting the other crabs. It's about it's survival. It's about survival. It's about survival. That's what that is. So, yeah, I, I struggle with that conversation a lot. Like, Nip felt like he was doing everything that he was supposed to do in the way that he was supposed to do it. Did it cost him his life at the end of the day? Yes. Um, and I can't, of course, I cannot speak for that man. I'm sure, you know, his loved ones probably feel like, man, there was a different way to go about it because it cost, it cost him his life. Um but he might he might be he might have felt like he was doing everything that he was supposed to be doing and how he was supposed to be doing it for his community for his hood yeah for sure it's a, it's an interesting yeah. concept i'm interested to see as a community how we can come together and really process these things i think it's going to be hard just like i think there's a there's a lot of it's hard it's hard to get us all on the same page as a community because when you speak in a certain people or you speaking about certain things, you are unintentionally excluding different parts of our community mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is the way it's set up to. We're not all supposed to be on the same page. We're not all supposed to speak that same language because that would that would scare the higher people have <laughs> mm-hmm. we all started speaking that way. I don't know what it is that will get us to that common ground. I hope that this can start it. We are more than capable of doing it. Um, but it is it is something that our community has to figure out and how we can all survive together with each other, supporting each other. But there is our, our people are broken, man. Our people are, are broken. They are. And unfortunately, that's, that's not new. I mean, we talk about it. Um, in different ways, we talk about it in education. We talk about it in um, the workforce. We talk about it with mental health. We can talk about it with the hood and environment. Um, 
and there's so there's so much that plays into the next thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we are we are just in general a broken people. I'm not saying I don't I'm not saying that I look at us as weak people. Right. Uh, two different things. That's right. Those are two different things, but uh I had a I had a boss that kind of used this analogy where if you if you're talking about a track star and he's running hundred percent, you know, he's the best at what he does, great. This track star say he goes out and sprains his ankle, but then needs to run another race. He's going to give his a hundred percent again, but that hundred percent is gonna look different because now you're running with a sprained ankle. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And we've been running with a sprained ankle or a broken leg <laughs> for, for so long. long. Time. For, for so time. long. And it's trickled into every part of our life. It's not just economics. But that's why, it's, like, kind of why we had that conversation about um, a reparations. What do we call it? The reparations package? Yeah, the reparations bundle package. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember even listening to a song. I forget what song it is. Maybe it's Victory Lap. And Nipsey Hussle was talking about, like, I want real nigga reparations. You know what I'm saying? Like, where where can my people right. get in power? Where can my people all come together on one level? Like, where you know what I'm saying? Like, we uh, we're owed that. We're owed right. that, and it's not even just about the forty acres and the mule. It's about so much more. It's about so and much more than the monetary about, stuff. Right, and it's not even just about. And I'm not saying we don't need this. It's not just about affirmative action. And I say that too because people are still in or are in this place people of white people yes, are sir. still in this place of like you know affirmative action or they taking people's spots that's not the case <laughs> like right. we are we are educated people <laughs> so we can get these things in in terms of that we can get some of these things on our own but because we are running with a broken leg again it's not equitable. So you got some people that are, you know, beating the odds and making it. But you still got some people that are left behind. You do. Because you don't have cause they don't have the same access. And that's not to speak on when people make it what they have to do to pull them the people up that they live exactly. with. Exactly. So is it really Or even it? to pull themselves else pull themselves up there and then go back and bring everybody else with them. Yeah, or paying, um, I was listening to the friend zone, they were talking about, you know, after you quote unquote make it, about how you, you start paying for the bad decisions that you were making when you didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like paying off the mm-hmm. debt that you incurred while you was in those positions after, mm-hmm. now you have the money, now you paying for your past. Like, nobody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Or going back and paying for the bad decisions of others. Listen. <laughs> because... That's the thing, too. How many people have talked about, you see celebrities or, you know, football players that make it, basketball players that make it. I just want to, you know, pay my mama house off. I just want to buy my mama a new house. And that's that's no shade to Mom Dukes, but it's just a cycle. Mom yeah. Dukes probably found herself in a position um, where she got behind on something. You know what I mean? And this is their opportunity. This is their opportunity for everybody to quote unquote make it. Yep. That's that's a I mean 
it all goes back back to that black tax. I mean, it's a heavy burden to carry. Listen, so we, it's like, we what's riding the on that black tax for a minute because that's that's Man, real. That's a heavy burden to carry. And 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 Nick was carrying that. You know, it's a. I talked to one of my friends about it a lot. Like, you know, the biggest thing that they sell us is this education thing. Like, hey, go get an education. Mm-hmm. It'll change your trajectory of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you can get better circumstances, help your family get out of poverty, which is not always the case at all. Because one degree right. don't make you your whole family get out of poverty. But um, come on, if not, sometimes it sends you right back. Exactly. But we talk about like this double. Like, this double-sided coin, like, so I go and I get this degree. You know, I better myself. I leave my hood. I go back home after, you know, I've attained a certain level of success I'm proud of. And they like, you can't relate to us no more. Like, you ain't from here, dog. Like, you, like, mm-hmm. what? Real is supposed to recognize real. What you mean? I'm good. Right. And then you go to work, and now you're with the people that you've, you have the same level of, quote unquote on paper of success that they do you're not welcome there they're like oh no 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 you're from the hood you spend some time in places that we don't go to so it's like where do you mm-hmm. go where do mm-hmm. you go your community is no longer your community the the place that you tried to break ground into won't accept you so where, where are you hovering at yeah so it's like when you ask people to or not really ask people but when you feel like you're in a place of you know where do I belong that's where people start to feel lost Oh yeah. That's when people start to lose themselves and it you know, it creates so much confusion. Um I I I think I'm trying to think like in terms of Nipsey and I know this greater conversation and I think this is what I was like mentioning earlier, is like I wonder if he would do it any other way. You know what I'm saying? Um because I, I just think that's such a demand to ask of somebody. And, like, like I know, you know, we've said this already, but such a demand to ask of somebody or tell them that you cannot, especially because there is so much need there. Um, and it's hard to not want to start with your community. It's hard to not to uh, not to start from where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it's just unfair. I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair think it. for a lot of different reasons. One, because we should never be in this predicament. Right. That's first and foremost. I feel like we never ask for it. You know what I'm saying? So what is it? what is it about our communities that you feel like you can neglect them? You know what I'm saying? Like not give them... You know, even even from like the ga- the gang stuff, a lot of people know that you know Nipsey was in a gang, and so was mm-hmm. you know the guy who who took his life. And even then, that that type, because the you know the way I look at gangs, it's like a street fraternity. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a certain code, mm-hmm. there's a certain brotherhood, there's a certain level of camaraderie that they have. I'm not saying what everything they do is right. I'm not saying everything that they do is wrong. But to have to resort to that type of community because your community is torn apart or you feel like you're not getting some type of love or assistance where you're, you know, where you got to go out and you got to make money to su- to support your family. It's just unfair. What what about our yeah. what is it about our community that leaves us so destitute when people are so willing 
to invest in different ventures and different areas and different environments. Like when you see them gentrifying different places, like so y'all had this money all along to make this area better. Man, and you got to and you got to move these people out. Why not make this neighborhood better? You know, put everything in here that y'all had already, you know, had vision for. But leave the people here. What's wrong? This they home now. Now they didn't be here for generations and generations. They don't own they don't own some of these homes in the hood. That's the thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people own some of them homes. You know what I'm saying? They didn't pa- pass down from grandma to grandma to kid. You know what I'm saying? So now they got to move. What is it about us that y'all 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 not investing in us? Y'all right. don't care to. Y'all invest in other things. Y'all invest in other schools. Y'all invest in other roads. Y'all invest in, you know, other other dietary needs. You know what I'm saying? Them food deserts and stuff like that. Y'all doing it. It's Chipotle's and Starbucks on every corner. What about us? The thing, though, is, is like, the gentrification piece, it is a whole... It's like... <laughs> I'm struggling because some people like to talk about it, but they don't live in it. Um, the neighborhood that I used to work in, when I tell you, I can't, I can't remember if you've ever been uh, been over that. Like, I know you've been in that area, but if you've ever been by my old job um, over in Wyland Park. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you those homes... Um, Predominantly black neighborhood, of course. On the other side, I'm not good with direction, but on one side of the building that I used to work at, there were these train tracks and just a lot lot of land. And so what they did was they built these homes for the community, this whole rent-to-own process. Um, Even some of that was a little sketch, but it kept black people there, okay? About a year ago... Every other block, <laughs> because okay, so to give you guys some context, this uh, for those people that are not from Columbus or that don't live in Columbus, um, Wyland Park is in the Short North area, and if you know Short North, it is right in between downtown and Ohio State campus. Um, and so, what they have started to do is gentrify, and there are apartment complex complexes being built on every other corner. And when I tell you, like, because I had even decided to look into the, uh, look into them one day, rent was like eleven hundred dollars for a narrow as one bedroom. <laughs> okay, narrow. That's as high one in Columbus. Bedroom. That's high in Columbus. Okay, um, and that's that's just the minimum. That's just where it starts. And so on the other side of this, of the building that, that I used to work in, they put these nice homes, you know, built them up. Great program. Great. Um, of course, you can imagine there's that there's such a high demand for them. And then right across the street now, there are these apartments, $1,100, $1,300. I'm driving through the neighborhood, as I often do, and you don't see nothing but White guys walking their dogs, white women walking their dogs, like college students that are, that can afford college students that can afford this type of apartment, but not whole ass families that have that have lived in this community for years, for years. 
Of course, they're revamping everything in the neighborhood now. These nice little bars, little taverns and shit, making it real cute for OSU. OSU, where were you years ago for the black community? They've been there. OSU, you've been had the money. City of Columbus, you've been had the money. Like, where have y'all been? Listen, that's why... I understand the other side to that, too. So when people are gentrifying areas and I hear about, like, the high crime and, you know, people... Well, one, you've one you've moved into this area, didn't even decide to go meet with the people who've been here for decades and been right. like, hey, thank you for welcoming Thank you for welcoming me and my family here. Like, you didn't even care to get to know the environment that you're going in. You just thought, like, because I'm here, I can do whatever I want. Great. But, um... When people are just like, you know, the high violence, the high crime, I, I get that. But you also have to understand that there's a very primal thing about human beings. Like, we're humans, but at the same time, we're creatures. And so, right. just like, and I hate to, I'm not even going to use that analogy, but if you, if, if someone is starving and you put a T-bone steak in front of them and you like, don't touch it, they going to take it. They gonna take it. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me y'all putting these 60-inch TVs, Mercedes-Benzes, um, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these great things, all of these, all of these things in these neighborhoods and wondering why people are gonna take them when y'all not giving them the resources to get to where you are. They like, hey, you need to go out and work for it yourself. Even if I do decide to go to school, I'm still not on par to get what you have. They're not even giving us the proper books. They're not even giving us good teachers. Right. So right. I'm like, y'all dangling stuff in their faces and we're talking about the crime rate is high and arresting these people and doing all of these things. Is what they're doing is more they're breaking morals and value i get that but at the same time they hungry they starving y'all have left them out and do you not think they're gonna take that you know what (laughs) and i know i know this may not rub people the the right way either um but i was telling my i was talking to my cousin about uh there's somebody that we know that that lives in Columbus and they renovate homes and they're really, <laughs> they're pricing them really high. And it bothers me because again, they're, and, and they're black. Um, and they're doing it in these neighborhoods that you're turning into neighborhoods that black people can no longer afford. Um, and I struggled with that because it's, you know, it's the same thing to me. Uh, but she said something to me and it's just like, if it's gonna be anybody that does it though, I'd rather it be a black person. She was like, "Now you know, you know how I feel about gentrification when it comes when it comes to that as a black person, you know, flipping homes and doing something like that. Like if somebody gonna go out and get that money, let it be us." Um, and so I thought that was an interesting. I thought it was an. <laughs> I think it's an interesting thought. Like I hear what she's saying, and I could almost get with it. I could almost get with it. And my point in that is that, like, we we got to start doing something to make us go get it and go get it for ourselves because we can talk about this gentrification um, and talk about the things that we don't have. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy to do. It's not simple. It's just like, well, we got to go do it for ourselves because we know that that's, we know that that's not the case. And, many of, and like, many of us do. Right. There are a lot of people that do. And it's not just as simple as like, I mean, because if you know your history in terms of like black people trying to buy um, homes, 
they would get it. They might be able to get the home, but at interest rates that were so astronomically high <laughs> in comparison, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, we can go get it, but like everything else, we still going to be running with that broken leg. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's just an uphill battle however you look at it, but at some point, I do believe at some point, um, we got to start sorting some things out within our own community because they're not looking to do it. They're, they're not, not looking to do it and they're not going to do it. And I, I mean, unless I, and we demand I, it. And I get what your friend is trying to say too about the person. Like, I'd rather that person be black, but I'd rather that person be black and still use that dollar to go back into the black community. I can care less if you're oh, black yeah. and you're making money if you are one of the people who are still oppressing us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what this person is doing. That's what this person is doing. It's not just like... It, it is with all of that in mind. Um, but we, we got to start figuring some stuff out. We do. Because we, we have some healing to do. We have some serious healing to do. I think, and then we got to, like, we got to get after it. I think one of the great things that, you know, Nipsey left, left us with, because, you know, I was talking to some friends and some of my family, and I was really upset about him passing, is that he had a foundation that was, you know, critical for our community, owning our own things and, you know, really grinding and hustling and making our way, like, really working for what it is that we want to attain and really going back mm-hmm. and finding, you know, fixing our diet and trying different holistic measures, you know, instead of going to, you know, pharmaceutical companies to give us remedies for things that they just want to put a Band-Aid over and not cure. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, these powerful leaders who lives are taken from us, they these are torches that are passed to us for us to pick up that torch and to really right. run and complete the work that they had started while they were here. You know, those exactly. lives can't be lost in vain, and I don't think that they will ever be in vain. But I think it's a responsibility of a community that a lot of people have started laying foundations for us. And it started way before Nipsey Hussle. It started way before Martin Luther King. It started way before, you know, James Baldwin. There are a lot of people who have come from our community who have left us gems and how we can grow our 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 economics and and to have more of of a familial um relationship with one another there are lots of people who do that and i think it's really up to us to take those things to heart and really focus on us at large and not us as individuals um and what we can do to impact our community. There's a lot of work that's already been done. It's just about who wants to pick up the torch. And that's scary. That's also scary, too, because the same people who have picked up torches, we've watched them be assassinated. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't come... Right. I can't say it comes with... Without a cost. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it comes with a cost, and it is, it is very... Um, it's, it's risky business, but at the same time, there are people that are... I think we're worth dying for, you know, because people have been dying for us for centuries and centuries now. You know what I'm saying? There's There's been mm-hmm. countless sacrifices that have been made on the behalf of the African-American community. And it's time for us to really wake up and listen and to take the things that our ancestors have left for us. It is. And I think you're absolutely right. We have, we have seen and been given the blueprints time and time again. And I think uh, what happens is, is that after Harriet, after Martin, after Malcolm, 
after Nipsey. Um, there's this time of mourning uh, for them. There's this time of celebration for them. Um, but then nobody says, nobody raises their hand and says, let's carry this forth. And I think that's how you truly, that's how you truly celebrate what people and what black people have done for us. Like you said, somebody has to, and, and I will speak for us and say, we're talking to ourselves as well. You know what I mean? You have to figure out what it's going to look like for you to pick up the torch next. I'm not saying you have to be the next Malcolm, but you got to pick up your torch. Whatever that torch is, you got to pick it up. We have we have a responsibility, especially because, like I said, the blueprints were laid for us. And yes, times have changed, and you're going to have to alter the blueprint a little bit uh, for the times that we're living in. But we sit so long. <laughs> we We let such a long period of time go between each of these heroes, um, each of these greats, and then it's almost like we got to start back over again and we got to re-energize again. Um, we got to reorganize. And it's like, you you got to see that part in that blueprint that Nipsey had and you got to pick up your torch in that. And you just got to keep it moving. You might not be able to do... You might not be able to do the music that Nipsey was doing in the way that Nipsey was doing it. But if you if you can carry on the store, do that. Yeah. If you got the funds to, you know, continue to impact that, you know, that strip mall that he purchased, do that. Like you we gotta keep it going. We we continue to lose the momentum and then we gotta start back over. And we continue to praise it once once it comes to a conclusion. You know, he's been doing this for a while. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there are people out there that are doing the work and are making it happen, but we got to start championing them while they're alive. Mm-hmm. And we have to do more and of it. start supporting them. Right. Because we'd be like, yeah, this was what Nip was doing. Da, da, da. This is dope. Okay, what we doing? Yeah. <laughs> we gonna, we just going to ride on Nip? <laughs> yeah, so find, it, find it, some it black people like who are doing the work and, and work alongside them. Mm-hmm. Work alongside them, partner with them. You know, two heads is always better than one. Always. And there are a lot of people out here who are trying to impact our community. There are lots of people out here doing the work. Lots of people. Find your vein, find your lane, and do it. Yep, and it's better to work alongside them than trying to go create your own. Like, I mean, it depends, but... It's one thing if it's a divide and conquer type of thing, but you also don't want to be in competition <laughs> with each other when we have the same goal. Yeah. So, it's a lot to be learned out of uh, out of Nipsey's death, you know? Yeah, it is. It's a sad occasion. Um, but listen, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't know what's better than that, so. Yeah. It's a life I feel not, taken too soon, but yeah. Right. I'm not ready for it, but uh, there that's no greater, you know, there's no greater reward than that. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah. Well, unless you have anything else, Kiana, I think we can wrap up this episode. No, we can wrap it up. I actually, uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's take a break. 
Alright. We'll be back in a second, guys. This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist. So anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe, DM them on IG at Sound Ears or on Twitter at Sound Ears underscore. Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com. And we're back. We hope you guys enjoyed that ad uh, from Sound Ears. And we're going to move on to our tips, which I did not think about my tip yet. <laughs> Kiana, you know you what? Your tip? I do have my tip, but from where I am, I actually cannot give my tip because mm. I don't have everything that I need. I actually was going to have you look it up because where I am, I can't um, search the internet. Gotcha. Well, actually, that's um, a lie. That's a lie. I do have a tip that I do want to give. I think that um, just because I don't have the data, and I may not know her exact name, but this was the person I wanted to give a tip to last time that we recorded. Um, and, okay. And I really don't want to mess this up, but I feel like I'm going to, but I still want to give this person a tip, and you guys can go. See, this is why I'm going to equip you with doing some research yourself. So, and Courtney, you can, That's you can always good. help me fill in some gaps, too, because I'm trying to pull it up, but I just don't think that my phone is going to let me. <laughs> That's all right. Um, um, if you want, I can go first um, because I do have a tip. I cannot remember. I remember last week that I had, or last episode, I was like, oh, I'm going to save this one for later. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right because I ain't got a backup. Um, so my tip, <laughs> sorry, I just thought about something with Jordan Peele and I thought it was hilarious. By the way, did my you go see tip, us? I have not seen us. Will you go see I'm us? Not, I don't know. You know, I don't really do scary movies. Okay, me either. So yeah, we don't ever talk. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Okay. Did you see it already? Girl, I'm not going to see that. I will buy a ticket, okay. but I ain't going. <laughs> right. I Like, I low-key want to see it. You know, people are all talking about, like, let's talk about this. What does this mean? Da-da-da. But I'm like, you know what? This might just be one that I miss out on. I thought I was going to. I'm okay with that. I listened to a lot of spoilers thinking that, like, okay, this will help me be able to conquer this fear and I'll be able to watch it. Mm. And then I saw a clip one night and Lupita was looking crazy. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yep. She Beautiful, but deranged. No desire. So, you yeah, know. Well, I won't say no desire. There is some desire. Okay. So, my tip is going to go to... Um, one of my babies, who I'm so honored to be a part of the auntie team. You guys have heard me reference my good friend, my iron sister, uh, Marty, on here before. Um, but her, my tip actually goes to her daughter this week. She is um, the epitome of black girl magic. 
Yes. She is headed to, oh, I cannot remember the city, but I'm going to find it. She is headed to Nationals for Invention Convention. Come on, young sis. So she uh, she goes to, uh, now I can't think of the name of it. It will come back to me. But she goes to a school, Columbus Public Schools. And she started this journey, I believe, last year. And so she made it through um, her school. She made it through the district. She made it through um, the state, all of that. And here she is headed to nationals. And I could not be more proud of her. Um, she has an invention called Dr. Dustpan. Oh, that's um, dope. And she has, right? And she's doing it um, specifically with people with uh, allergies and like asthma in mind. And so um, I thought that that was just so, so phenomenal. So she go, she does go to a STEM school. Um, if you don't know what STEM stands for, science, technology, engineering, and math. Come on. Um, and so, of course, you know, the uh, invention convention is really big. It would be really big in a STEM school. So she is headed to nationals. I'm trying to find the city or the place in where nationals is, but I, you know, can't remember off the top of my head. But all of that to say, and I will share this uh, on the uh, podcast page. Uh, pageant smile that is my friend marty's page but she has a link to a gofundme account so if you want to go support miss amaya please go to that page and go to that link and donate to her gofundme so that she is able to go compete in nationals um at the henry ford museum so i'm so excited for her she's such a smart girl and like i said she is just the epitome of um, black girl magic and her brother is the epitome of black boy joy um he had an art show the weekend like i think last weekend like these kids are just so phenomenal so if you can just spare anything anything helps she's trying to raise fifteen hundred dollars yes go donate y'all go donate so i'm so excited for her um and I just look forward to seeing how well she does. Congratulations, young queen. Congratulations, Marty. That's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. It's a product of, product of her environment. Her mom is great. That's product, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, All so right. I have a few tips. Actually, I actually have three. Oh, okay. Um, right. My first tip, and I'm going to give a 100% tip to my cousin. Today is his birthday. Shout out to Kumar. Um, happy birthday, cuz, when this episode well, when it comes out, it'll be past your birthday, but today it is your birthday. Um, he just launched a clothing line, which has been awesome, awesome streetwear clothing line called Fairer World, spelled F-E-R-A. Um, on Instagram, you can find his um, Instagram handle is F-E-R-A underscore, underscore world. Um, you can also go to his website and check out some of his gear. And it's not even just gear. Like, it's antique furs. It's um, handcrafted uh, art. It's just beautiful. And that I web- think I saw some jewelry. Oh, yeah. That Did skull that, that he had. He had, a, like, a chain mm-hmm. skull on there. It's really dope. Very, um, his attention to detail. If you just really want something curated just for you, your vibe, the appreciation of art and fashion just match, mesh together, he is the perfect person. And so that website is com. So check him out. And then my 
other tip goes to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a shooting in New Zealand we did not talk about, but I know a lot of you guys have heard mm-hmm. about it. But mm-hmm. um, there was an attack on our Muslim brothers and sisters at a mosque. And my tip is actually going to the prime minister in New Zealand yes. for coming down right after that shooting and making adjustments to their gun laws. Um, our country has been frivolous in the way that we handled that, but she said, no, not here, not now, not ever again. So I'm going to also give her a 100% tip for that. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. my next tip, and it's not even a tip itself, but this is just from sister to brother. This tip is just going out to all the black men out there. Us losing Nipsey Hussle, it has not been easy for all of us. And I know especially it has not been easy on our black men to, again, watch somebody who they love, who they admire, people who they follow his career, people who can relate to him in ways they can't relate to other black men. I know that that pain is serious and it stings and I know you're out there mourning so my tip to y'all is just love I just want to give y'all love and let y'all know that I see y'all I hear y'all even when y'all not crying for help but this is just a hug to my brothers because I know that y'all are in a place and it's tiresome to keep seeing you know black men be gunned down and killed in that way and I know that that affects you more than you what you want to talk about but know that your sisters are standing in the gap for you and we love y'all and um that tip is just it's just a tip of love to y'all because I know that that's not easy and I know that sometimes y'all not able to communicate with y'all homeboys or even some of y'all girls and y'all queens that y'all have at home or just able to process some feelings in itself because to some extent we are getting desensitized to this because it's the only way that you know how to process this. So this is just love to my brothers um, during this time for y'all. That, I couldn't have said it better. Love to the black king. Yeah, most love definitely. Love to the black king. Most definitely. So, yeah, those are my tips for the week. Um, I don't have any brunch spots, though. I'm going to brunch tomorrow. Like I said, I'm in Atlanta, so I'll have some next time, but not today. <laughs> okay. Do you have any brunch spots? I don't think places? I have any either. Um, no, I do not, but don't forget to text me your brunch spots in Atlanta. That's, That's true. But in the event that we don't have brunch spots, how about y'all filling the gap for us? Some of our our faithful listeners, where are y'all brunching at? Tag us. You know, let us know that bitches really do love brunch because we do. And I know y'all brunching because I see y'all brunching. Right? So I know y'all out. And that weather breaking. So I know y'all out there sitting on somebody's patio. Yes. Having a mimosa, Bloody Mary, whatever your drink of choice may be. You know what I'm saying? Us. Whether I, Tag us. I want to see y'all doing some shots with y'all girls, too. I know that happens at brunch all the time. So let us know. Fill us in mm-hmm. on the fun that y'all are having in the event that we don't have brunch places. We are more than happy and are excited to feature y'all on our social media pages. So let us know where y'all brunching at. All right, you want to give them the social media? Yes, and in that even in um in that same vein, you can follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Bitches Love Brunch. We also have an Instagram page. It is called Bitches Double Underscore Loves Double Underscore Brunch. Um, follow us, of course, and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Rate us and review us. Come show us some love, y'all. I keep track of all of our stats. Our listeners are growing, and I am so amazed by just the different places that y'all are at and from. I appreciate 
every single person who takes the time to listen to this podcast. So you are with me. You are in my heart and my prayers all week. Thank you for spending time with us. All right. See y'all on episode 43. 43. We're getting old. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye.